0: Acts 2 and 24. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. Acts 2 and 24. Whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden to them. Amen. Whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible he should be holden of them. Amen. Thank you, Lord. For your word here this morning, God, I ask you to anoint it. Amen. Touch our hearts to receive what you would have to say. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. Amen. I want to talk about the law of entropy. It's kind of Explains why ice cream melts. Acts 2 and 24. It says. But God raised him from the dead. Freeing him from the agony of death. Because it was impossible. For death to keep its hold on him. That's the new international version. I love that. We tend to think of dying. And coming back to life. As being impossible. But Peter is telling us. The exact opposite here in Acts chapter 2. It's impossible for death to keep its grip on the way. It's impossible for death to take, keep its grip on truth, on life. Death cannot kill life. It cannot kill truth. It cannot kill the way. The, uh, <clears throat> in thermodynamics, it's the study of energy in different forms. And so the first and second law of thermodynamics describes the way the process works. The first law states that energy is a constant. In other words, energy cannot be created, cannot be destroyed. It can only be exchanged for different kinds of energy. For example, if you push a boulder off a cliff, you convert gravitational energy into kinetic energy. When you eat sugar, your muscles convert that into a different form of energy. And what your muscles don't use, your fat cells and other organs will convert it as well, storing it away. Uh, it, It doesn't eliminate the energy. It doesn't eliminate it. It just converts it. Energy is constant. It's never changing. But there's another law at work, and it's the reason why ice cream melts in the summer. It's the reason why coffee cools on a winter day, and it is called entropy, and it's this equation. Uh, It basically states that if everything is left to its own devices, everything moves towards randomness and disorder. So metal rusts, toys break food rots if you have kids if you leave them to their own device their room gets messy fast it's it's this this disorder things are broken down a campfire is a great example solid organized wood is broken down it becomes ash it becomes smoke gases heat it's all broken down it's it's entropy Hebrews 1 and 10 says, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. Church, entropy has no power over God. It does not break God down. He remains. He's constant. He is the same. It says, They will perish, but you'll remain. They all will become old like a garment and like a mantle you will roll them up like a garment they will also be changed but you are the same your years will not come to an end that's the new american standard update so let me give you one of my definitions of sin sin is entropy it it is the moving toward disorder Uh, holiness is order holiness sets us apart it's sacred uh, it anoints us. It keeps us pure. It, it keeps us solid. But the opposite is is it, it, holiness means the taking up, the taking up, and so the opposite is 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 the untaking up, the the putting down, becoming more and more and more fragmented, moving toward disorder. And so sin is the entropy of our lives. It, it it means that we have a meaningless existence because there's no center of gravity. Our lives become like a campfire. They're burned out. Uh, ash, dust, there's, there, there, there's no purpose to it. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, Without a vision, uh, uh, that is a redemptive dream revelation. Without a redemptive dream revelation the people perish and that word perish means to dismiss to absolve to dissolve to go back it comes from the hebrew word para and it is translated at times as entropy it refers to the process of decay it is it's the perishable food that goes rotten it's past its prime it's the it's the two month old uh jug of milk uh, that's been left out. It's it's bad That's what entropy does it breaks down it it it, it tears apart uh, uh, It breaks down something that was good at one point it makes it makes things rotten You think about Lazarus they understood this law of thermodynamics in the Bible uh Jesus tells he he finds out Lazarus is dead. He goes, he weeps over the tomb, and then he tells them, "Remove the stone, remove the stone." Martha, the mother, the mother, I mean, the sister of the deceased. John eleven and thirty nine says to him, "Lord, by this time there will be a stench, because he's been dead for four days." In other words, he's entrophied. He's, he's torn down. He's, he's broken down. He's, he's wasting away. It's already started the process of him going back to ashes and dust. He's done. Now there's an opposite of entropy. And it's called negentropy. Negentropy. Now let me frame, frame this vision of physics uh, it, this counterpart, it's the increase of information. in other words, it's it's a redemptive in, in the spirit. It's a redemptive vision that results in a disc, in a decrease of disorder. So if sin is entropy then then a vision is negentropy. If we can just get a vision of God in our lives, If we can get a vision of his purpose, if we can get a vision of his will, those things that are breaking down in our lives will cease to break down. God will renew. God will restore. God will make things new. But the only way to prevent entropy from happening is to introduce an outside energy source that counteracts it. A perfect example is a refrigerator. Or a freezer. You plug in a refrigerator or a freezer into an electrical outlet. And that energy goes through that outlet. And it works It's whatever it does for a refrigerator to work. And that cold air keeps the food from rotting. And that cold air keeps the ice cream from melting. But the moment you disconnect the refrigerator from the power source... The food goes bad and the ice cream melts. There has to be an outside energy source or entropy will take over again. Church, if Jesus hadn't raised Lazarus from the dead, he would have stunk. His body would have decomposed. It would have broken down. It would have turned to ash and dust. Lazarus needed an outside energy source. And and that is what happens to us when we disconnect ourselves from God. Entropy happens. A spiritual entropy. We begin to break down. We begin to break down spiritually. We begin to break down in our prayer and in our praise and our holiness and in our living for God. Because we are no longer connected to the source. We are are a vine that was grafted in, but we've ungrafted ourselves. So what we've got to do is we've got to find a way to reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Now if we put on a wide angle lens, we will see that if we will go back to the garden of Eden to the very beginning, Genesis 2 and 16 says, And God commanded the man, You are free to eat of any food. I mean of any tree of the garden. But you must not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat of it. You will certainly die. This is the first time death is introduced into the Bible. You will die. It comes from the Hebrew word. Muth. M-U-W-T-H. And it means to die prematurely. So here's the deal. God intended for Adam and Eve to live forever. But sin was introduced into the process. And so decay was introduced. Entropy. They began to break down. And so there became a universal disintegration. Genesis 3 and 17. Then to Adam he said. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife. And have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you. Saying you shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. And toil you will eat from it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow shall you eat bread till you return to the ground. Because from it you were taken you, for you are dust. And the dust you shall return. So sin introduces entropy. It introduces the process of decay. It introduces the process of breaking down, the process of disorder, the process of disharmony. Not only physically, but spiritually. When we are entropied from God, we spiritually begin to break down. Romans 8 and 21 says, We are in bondage to decay. In other words, entropy is inescapable, but Jesus said, I have come to set the captives free. So although we may be captivated by entropy, Jesus can set us free. Think about redemption and sanctification and justification and glorification as the reversing of the curse. Jesus has reversed the curse. I've said it before. The book of Revelation really is going back to the book of Genesis. Reversing the curses that took place in the book of Genesis. Right to the very end. The tree of life is reintroduced and the healing of the nations takes place. Entropy stops because Jesus has shown up on the scene. Remember, Jesus gave us his mission, John 10 and 10. Uh, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. To kill, steal, and destroy. In church, it, he's simply talking about the enemy. The enemy of our soul. That old ancient serpent. And he's still trying to do it today. If he can steal your joy, if he can steal your peace... If he can steal your love for one another, if he can steal your love for God, if he can steal your worship, if he can steal your praise, church, he's going to do it. Because those things, when they're absent from your life, cause us to spiritually break down. They cause us to spiritually disconnect ourselves from God. And church, it is the goal of the enemy to get us to stop worshiping God, to get us to stop praising God, to get us to be entropy, entropied, or whatever the word is. I'm telling you, church, we need to stop allowing Him introducing this into our lives. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, and that you may have life more abundantly. That's negentropy. That is God reversing the curse. That is God saying, no more. Hallelujah. You're going to have life. I believe he does it physically. In Luke chapter 7, verse 11. We find Jesus coming to the city called Nain. N-A-I-N. And his disciples, they were going along with him accompanied by a large crowd. Now, as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. And he came and touched the coffin, and the bearers came to a halt, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back. To his mother. He stopped a funeral in its tracks. And here is a young man, an open casket. They're not supposed to touch the body because it's unclean, but Jesus does. He touches the coffin. The bearers stop and he says, Young man arise I'm telling you church he can stop physical entropy in our lives when we're sick we can go to God when we're hurting we can go to Jesus Christ hallelujah when we got a physical ailment I can go to God amen and he can put a stop to it in Jesus name hallelujah but church it's not just physical it's spiritual too In Revelation 21, now when I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no longer any sea, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, look, hallelujah, God's dwelling place is now among his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. It's the end of spiritual entropy. It's the end of it. He, he goes on and he says, And I will wipe away their tears, every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old things have passed away. There is no old heaven. There's no old earth. There's no old death. There's no old pain. There's no old crying. There's no old mourning. There's no old suffering. Those things are old. They are a a, a product of entropy. And God is saying there's going to be no more emotional entropy. You will not cry anymore you will not mourn anymore there will be no more relational entropy it is the end even of intellectual entropy first corinthians 13 and 12 12 says paul said i know in part but i shall know fully even as i am fully known it is the end It's the end of all entropy, of physical entropy, of intellectual entropy, of spiritual entropy, of relational entropy. It is the end of it. No more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more heartache. And then Jesus puts the nail in the proverbial coffin in Revelation 21 and 5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making... Everything new. Everything is going to be new. Hallelujah. That sounds like the end of entropy. It sounds like God is going to release us from the second law of thermodynamics. It sounds like God is going to bring order out of chaos. Instead of chaos out of order. Hallelujah. He did it in Genesis 1 and 2. There was chaos. He took all the chaos. And in seven days, he came up with a plan for what we call heaven and earth. Amen. He did that out of chaos. And church, he's going to take the chaotic life, the chaotic world that we live in now, and he's going to bring order to it again. Hallelujah. Because he's in the business of reversing the irreversible. Amen. And that's what the empty tomb represents. Sister Bag, if you would come. He doesn't just want to reverse physical entropy when you die, he wants to reverse the emotional, the intellectual, the relational. And the spiritual entropy. Let's stand. I want to go back. To the verse I just read. As, as, as I end. Verse 13. And when the Lord saw her. He felt comfort for her. And he said to her. Do not weep. I am going to heal. Your emotional entropy. You do not need to weep any longer. We don't need to feel sorrow any longer. God's on our side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of Kings. Verse 14, and he came up and he touched the coffin and the bearers came to a halt. They stopped. It seems that whenever Jesus starts working, everything has to stop. Amen. Jesus, start working in my life. Start working in the life of this church. Start working, Lord, in our lives, God, so entropy can stop. Amen. So the decay of our spiritual walk can stop. In Jesus name. And then he said young man I say to you arise. Arise. Hallelujah Lord. Speak life into our lives today. Jesus speak life into our spiritual existence Lord. Hallelujah Lord. I want to live. God I don't want sorrow anymore. I don't want heartache. I don't want pain Lord, I don't want sorrow. Lord, I don't want death anymore. I want you to breathe. life. I want a redemptive vision. Hallelujah. So that I can live forever. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand of praise. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah.